Good morning, friends, and uh, Merry Christmas. Actually, it's uh, Christmas Eve morning. Uh, today's message is based on Psalm 126. I'm going to call it like a dream come true. About a month or so ago, I met a young man at my local coffee shop in Hollister, Missouri. He had been deployed to Iraq for about nine months. He loved his job. He was proud to serve his country, but he missed his family, his wife, and young children. Every single day, he couldn't wait to get home, he said. During his deployment, he faced some brutal conditions and dangerous situations, as you well might imagine. Every night he prayed, and his family prayed that he would return home safely. Well, eventually those prayers were answered. He came back home. He, he told me, you know, those first few days were kind of like a dream. I'd wake up each morning and I'd say, is it really true? Am I really here? Is my wife really sleeping next to me? Is she about to make coffee? And are my kids about to come rushing in and climbing all over me? Is it really true? Because it almost feels like a dream. Well, you know, anyone who's been away from loved ones for a while can identify. It may not be quite as dramatic, but when kids go to college and come back for a visit or when family members come home for the holidays, you find yourself asking, is it really true? Are we really together again? It's kind of like a dream. Now, there have been times throughout my life when I've had these joyous, is it really true moments, and I'm sure you have too. When a health problem is passed, when a financial problem is solved, when a job opportunity opens up and on and on, we have these moments when we find ourselves saying, yeah, this is so good. The wait is difficult to endure, but today it is worth it. During the Advent season, we are reminded that the Christian life is a life of hope, that there are times when we live our lives in expectation of God's promise to be fulfilled and then there are those times of joy when the promise is fulfilled in our presence and it feels just like a dream. Perhaps you remember how it felt when you were a child and you woke up and suddenly remembered, this is it, this is the day, Christmas has arrived, the waiting's over, all those wrapped presents under the tree that have been accumulating the last few weeks will soon be mine and I'm about to rip them open, I can't wait to see what's inside. Hope you remember how that felt. I think this is how we can feel each Christmas. Not because of presents we will receive, but because of the present we have received, the gift of life through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He came not only to be the promise fulfilled, but to give meaning to the season of waiting, to turn mere waiting into true expectation. This morning, you might want to open up your Bible to Psalm 126. The psalm talks about hope turning into joy. It was written to celebrate the exiles returned from Babylon to Jerusalem following the days of Nehemiah. It talks about waiting in expectation and seeing the promise fulfilled. And there's one key phrase, one essential lesson in these verses that makes all the difference in the world when we're waiting for the promise to be fulfilled. Here's the psalm. It says, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Well, there are three simple ideas I want to bring to you at this Christmas time. Here's idea number one. The dream-come-true phase of life is always part of God's plan. You see, we always have something to hope for. There's always a greater blessing, a greater joy around the bend. This is good to remember because there are times when life really isn't very easy. 
In fact, there are times uh, when it's just plain difficult, times when we feel like we've been deployed to the worst possible place or the worst possible situation, and there's nothing we can do to change it. This is not an easy life, and the Bible never promises that it can be or that it will be. In fact, the Bible makes it quite clear in Matthew 5.45, for he makes his sun shine or rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. You see, friends, we all have problems. We all experience loss. We'll all face a health crisis. We've all had seasons of lack and seasons of disappointment, even seasons of despair. This is just how life is, and grown-ups learn to understand that. We also need to understand that for God's people, this moment isn't all there is. The season of despair isn't all there is. What we're going through today will not last forever. The promise fulfilled, the dream come true experience, it's always on its way. Now, most of them will experience in this lifetime. Some of them, however, are waiting for us in heaven because heaven is the ultimate dream come true experience. Can you imagine how it will be when the pain and the tears and the suffering and the hardship and the waiting will all fade into an eternal now of promises fulfilled? See, that soldier friend reunited with his family last April. I mean, there are other families for whom the wait will be much longer, for whom the reunion will take place in eternity. But take place it will. Because when God is in the mix, the hope of today always leads in the direction of a promise fulfilled. So, what do we need to do during this season of waiting? Well, we pray the prayer the exiles prayed in verse 4 of our psalm. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. The Negev, or Negev, is a desert in southern Israel, and during the rainy season, the all but dry streams there would fill with torrents of water. So the psalmist is saying then, we're parched, Lord, restore us. When you're going through the desert season in your life, you can keep praying for God to open up the floodgates, because for God's people, there's always a blessing around the bend. Here's the second idea. Don't let the sorrows of today <clears throat> prevent you from anticipating the joy that's coming your way. If today is all there is and life will always be like it is now, there are a good many of us listening today who have had every reason to throw in the towel and call it quits. But friends, the message of the gospel and of Christmas is that this moment isn't all there is. This season isn't all there is. And your life won't always be what it is today. The psalmist goes on in verse 5 to say, Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. This verse echoes something similar that David had written generations before in Psalm 30, verse 5. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Again and again throughout Scripture we're reminded of this simple truth. What you're going through today won't last forever. As the Apostle Peter talks about the blessings that are coming our way in Jesus, he said in 1 Peter 1, verse 6, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. Now he's saying that we can rejoice even as we grieve. Now you're probably wondering, how is that possible? Well, it's because we know this isn't all there is. Most of the problems we face in life we can expect to see resolved in the days and weeks and the months and sometimes the years to come. And we can rejoice now in anticipation of the promise fulfilled. And yet there are some problems we must endure all the way uh, to eternity. But we can still rejoice because just 
as we know that this day isn't all there is. We know that this life isn't all there is. We cling to the hope of eternity. Can you imagine what a dream come true experience that will be? See, when your journey takes you to a desolate land and you're forced to endure a season without rain, what do you do? You just keep going in anticipation of the joy that's coming your way. It was Winston Churchill said, when you're going through hell, keep going. His advice only makes sense if this season of hell has a border and something better waits on the other side. Christ followers can be sure that something much better is waiting around the bend. We may be weeping tonight, but joy comes in the morning. So friends, keep going. And while we keep going forward, that brings us to the third idea I want you to see today. No matter what today looks like, whether filled with joy or sorrow, keep sowing seed in anticipation of the harvest to come. As I prayed and meditated and studied on this psalm in preparation for this message, a single phrase caught my attention, a phrase that had never fully registered before. That's verse 6. It says, He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Well, this is the verse that I sure inspired the hymn, Bringing in the Sheaves. But it's the first part of the verse I want to focus on. It says, He who goes out with weeping, bearing the seed for sowing. You see, friends, even when you weep or are on the edge of despair, when all hope seems lost and every effort seems futile, keep sowing your seed. When it seems like everyone has given up on you and you feel like God has even given up on you and you're an inch away from giving up on yourself, keep sowing your seed and keep preparing for the harvest. William Carey uh, was one of the greatest missionaries of the Christian, that the Christian church has ever known. In fact, he's often called the father of modern missions. There are seven institutions of higher learning that bear his name to today. But at one point early in his ministry, as he struggled with doubt and guilt and frustration and failure, he wrote this in his journal. Oh, that I had but a smiling God or an earthly friend to whom I could unbosom my soul. But my friend is at a great distance and God frowns upon my soul. Oh, may his countenance be lifted upon me again. You see, he wanted to give up and go home, but he didn't. He worked in India three years before he baptized his first convert. But eventually his work gained traction and he began to see the results he'd been praying for. And later in life, he said this about his ministry. I can plod, I can persevere in any definite pursuit. To this I owe everything. He's saying that even while he wept, he went out bearing the seed for sowing. And eventually he came in rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Now, friends, you might be weeping today because your life doesn't seem to be getting any better. Maybe your financial situation is getting worse, and it may even seem like you're going through hell. But I want to encourage you, keep going and keep sowing the seed for the harvest that is to come. Even if you're weeping, keep bearing the seed for the harvest that is to come. For generations, our spiritual ancestors waited in anticipation of the coming of the Messiah, knowing that his presence would change everything about life on earth and the life to come. And on that silent night, outside that little town of Bethlehem, the angels announced to a group of shepherds, The waiting is over. The promise has been fulfilled. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He is the fulfillment of a promise, the realization of a dream. 
Because of Jesus, life has new meaning. Because of Jesus, hope is certain to give way to joy. And because he came to give his people life, life to the fullest. So when you're enduring the seasons of expectation, when you feel like you're in exile in a dry and desert land, you can cling to this promise. For God's people, there's always a greater joy to greet you around the next bend. You may be weeping tonight, but keep crying out to God. Keep moving forward. Keep sowing the harvest seed. And you can be sure that the day will come when you return with rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. God bless, friends. Merry Christmas. Continue to see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion.